guys. Welcome back to Max Out Girl. Mm-hmm. We have a special treat today. I'm so excited to be back. Today we have Ty Creighton. She's been in the social service field for over 17 years as a licensed therapist. She provides therapeutic services to families, children, individuals, and couples. She also serves the most vulnerable population, which includes abused and neglected, excuse me, children and the homeless community. She's a woman of faith, a wife of 13 years to a minister, mother to two beautiful daughters, and, well, she is also involved in ministry. Now, the reason that I brought her on here today is because she has a successful marriage. And you might say, how do you, you know, define successful? That is different to different people. But when I look at her marriage, it is godly. It is wholesome. She's a virtuous woman. She's a great mother. She's a businesswoman. She's a leader in church. And all of those things for me are things that I aspire to be. And so I really have her on here because I wanted to encourage my single ladies who have dealt with divorce or going through divorce right now. And she has professional and personal experience with coping with the aftermath and honestly, the healing process of divorce. And it could be, you know, a really tough process. I personally have never gone through it, but I've seen people go through it. My mom has gone through it, friends, family. Um, and I really see it, it really, they explain it like almost like it's a death. And I really wanted her to get on here because I get so many questions about divorce and how to love after divorce, or is there hope for me after divorce, or I don't know how to love because I've been so hurt, or I don't know how to trust. And so I wanted to bring her on to give some practical wisdom and kind of just share her story first and foremost. So Ty, can you share your story um, of your first marriage? Yes. So it started out, I hope, much like um, other stories where, um, of course, I had ideas of grandeur and um, I had fallen head over heels uh, in love and I believe that he had too. And um, we, we married fairly young, um, but mm-hmm. I don't even believe that that was a huge part of the demise of the marriage. Um, but just, just starting out, um, things were, were okay. Um, but then I feel that we started to kind of hit bumps in the road um, early on in our marriage. And, you know, I've, um, as you mentioned that I have experience, professional experience, there are like different uh, roadmaps and timelines for when, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, research says that you will go through tough times in a marriage. Um, Or like if you've hit a tough time in a marriage at this point, Mm -hmm. uh, that, that may be too soon or that should be like a red flag or whatever. Um, But I, I really, I really felt like, um, Overall, mm-hmm. we were doing, we, we started out doing pretty good um, as far as being able to be, I felt we were compatible. Um, mm-hmm. We were able to compromise. We had a lot of fun together. Mm-hmm. Um, early on, we actually even did uh, ministry together. And so, you know, you're thinking like, hey, yeah. this is it. Match made in heaven. What can go wrong, right? And 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 as we just, continue to build together for whatever reason there always seemed Mm -hmm. to be a wedge there was something that was pulling us apart um a a lot of it I think stemmed from just cultural differences and not even I'm I'm saying because um I was I'm from here Mm -hmm. and my former spouse was from there you know that part of the world um, a lot of it was the I- ideas that we had, the upbringing 
that we had and just some things that we hadn't learned. Um, and then a lot of pride, a lot of pride, a lot of arrogance um, and, and just the lack of humility. And once I got mature enough uh, and had hit my head enough um, and even sought counsel on it, it, it was also proven that what we thought was um, genuine love or pure love, loving through the eyes of, of God, because we were both believers, we had okay. that all wrong. All wrong. So I, I yeah, so I think, um, th- so when things would happen, um, I'm thinking of the, the first breakdown, it, it was a lot of things that I said. So I'm going to, I'm going to be honest that, that I mm-hmm. own the pieces that were on me. Like I always say that there's three sides to mm-hmm. every relationship It's what he said. I'm, I'm talking to marital relationship. Um, or even if you're, if you're dating to, to, you know, uh, marry, um, mm-hmm. he said what he, what she said and what God says about it. Mm-hmm. Now for those yeah. who are not checking for God, then it's what he said. And she said, you know what I mean? Um, and so, um, for me, I will own, I had a mouth, like I had a mouth on me and I would really, and I, when I say a mouth, it was, it's not that what I was saying was vulgar. Yeah. I, I um, have been known to just be yeah, yeah. to the point, <laughs> blunt and set and, and kind of like I said what I said, you know, and that's kind of, yeah. And so that's kind of um, how I came, but I had to understand that everybody doesn't receive that the way that I could, I could take that because that's just, you know, that was my makeup. I think even now, Mm -hmm. um, I can still be that way, but I had to humble myself, um, because you, you can't come at everybody from that angle. You know, I said what I said and well, it's the truth. So, you know what I mean? Um, not being, not tempering and seasoning, uh, my words. I I really, I wanted to thank you because I heard you say that I'm a virtuous woman. I, I appreciate that. I didn't start out that way from the beginning, you know? Um, even having to have as much uh, wisdom, um, I'm always striving for more and more of that. But I had very mm-hmm. little starting out um, when I thought I had a lot. And um, like I said, the whole pride and arrogance thing would, would kind of get in there when we would have an, an argument or something that I thought it, it should be this way. Um, and, and then if I, I got an objection from my spouse at that time, um, I would just kind of explode with the words. Um, I I wasn't being um, uplifting and supportive. And so I would say, honestly, if I had to just going back thinking the seed planted to start the disruption Mm -hmm. and the wedge, it probably most likely started with what I said. And then um, because it's like I heard uh, one of my mentors say, like, the words that we say, we have to be careful because it's like a tube of toothpaste. You know, once you squeeze that toothpaste out and get it ready for that toothbrush, right. you cannot mm-hmm. get that toothpaste back in that um, that holder that you know what I mean? You cannot get it back in that in the casing, the encasing to keep that toothpaste is really hard. So once you say something, even if you're like, oh, I didn't mean that or I meant it, but I didn't mean to say it that way. Once you've said that to that person, that's what they hear. And yeah. that's what they, and they can eat them up and probably dwell on them too for a while. And then they get upset, <laughs> yeah. you know? Um, yes. Yes. So then I, I would say once friends and lovers, now you got all of this. And then our home became a war zone. 
And that's basically what it was. Um, it was like we did not have a, a, a physical line that you could see like this is my side and that's your side. But that is the way that we were living and operating yeah. and functioning. It was like we were keeping score. I know I was. I was keeping score. Um, and so always trying to be mm -hmm. um, like one up him trying to be mm -hmm. ahead of him, a step ahead or, you know, like a competition. Yeah. And we were on the same team and we, we forgot that. And that actually, it really ate um, at our marriage. It, it really did. It started to um, take mm -hmm. it apart little by little. But of course it was our own. I mean, we were the ones doing it. Yes. What was like the last straw? So, so that started, but did you guys like, um, you know, recognize no. that that was a problem and go to counseling or seek wisdom or did it just continue and more problems started to erupt? So it continued and more problems started to erupt. Because the things that I said were hurtful, then my spouse at that time sought ways to hurt me. And then also, um, because I wasn't being supportive and loving and things like that in the home, being truthful and honest and transparent, um, gotcha. he found women who would. So there was a ton of infidelity um, in uh, my former marriage. And so that is the ultimate I would say that that was the ultimate um reason why because we had worked through different hurdles mm -hmm. honestly we were even working through um a lot of the infidelity um it, it was it was it was hard it was very hard um it was gut-wrenching it was hurtful I cried a lot a lot and and now look you know looking back and even years to this um since you know um looking back I've, I've done a lot of self-reflection but it was very humbling for me because, you know, again, pride and arrogance says, who are you to hurt me? Who are you to yeah. go out and, and, and mess around on me? You cheated on me. You know, this is me. How, how could you do this to me? And so it was very humbling, but it was eye opening. It was, <laughs> um, it was extreme. Like I would say those like going through, trying to filter through and sift through, do I want to stay? Do I want to leave? Um, what does the word of God, because again, being all about faith, like, will God mm -hmm. forgive me if I leave? What will my life be like after that? You know, that was, it was, that was a lot. It was a lot of pressure. It was a lot of stress. Um, even hearing different people's opinion mm -hmm. on the matter. Yeah. Some would say, right. Some would say, um, it's, it's worth fighting for your marriage is gotcha. worth fighting for you did all marriages deal with ups and downs. And, you know, you, yeah. you, they were saying years later, we would look back on it and, and be pleased that we worked through it. And so okay. honestly, I, we both tried to tough it out. We had different bouts. I went through, um, counseling for myself mm -hmm. and then we actually had several sessions of spiritual counseling, but I actually had done the spiritual, but I, um, also there was someone in the field, like a professional in the field. Um, mm -hmm. and I had my, I did my own, I had individual sessions as well. Gotcha. Um, because I knew that I needed help. I knew I needed help. Um, mm -hmm. because it did it dealing with the, just the pending divorce, even that, because there was separation, um, years of separation before okay. we finally decided, um, okay, that this is what we want to do. We want to um, just go ahead and sever ties and not be married anymore. 
So it, it, it was a, it was a lot of turmoil, a lot of, Oh, I'm at in the middle of this. I felt like in the Valley of decision and wanting, not wanting to disappoint people. And then being an, an elder sibling, I knew, you know, I had um, my brothers and sisters watching me. Um, and, and there was a lot of shame um, associated with just honestly the infidelity because it was no secret. Like it wasn't like, you know, I've, I've counseled people and like informally and formally where infidelity has taken place, but it is not like broadcasted and known um, for, for me and, and no shade on my former spouse. Um, I mean, we've talked openly about it, but for me, it was very embarrassing because of just um, how he was in the community and kind of well-known and social, very sociable and outgoing. Um, a lot of my friends had heard about it or have even had even observed um, I guess him having encounters with women while we were still married. So mm-hmm. it was, it was so, very shameful. So how did you deal with the shame? A lot of prayer. Um, I did a lot of venting to, to people that I trusted. Um, and it wasn't like a long list of people. It may have been yeah. um, two or three people. And even, and, and it, diff- it depended on the season. There was a season when I was determined um, no matter what, I was determined to make my marriage work. Um, mm-hmm. because like I said, it started out, it was all love, you know? Um, mm-hmm. and I'm not, and I'm typically not a quitter and, and, but there was a time when, and my family and I, I recall my family even saying that I had pulled away from them. And for me, mm-hmm. it was because I, I had to kind of buckle down, bear down. I didn't want to hear a bunch of different conversations about, um, yeah. but then also I felt like I pigeonholed myself too, because the, the, where I put myself, I was still hearing one opinion. It was one-sided. Um, it did, yeah. did, I did kind of uh, mount up spiritually, but I think I was still, I pigeonholed myself, um, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word, if, if you understand so what I'm saying. So you're saying it may not be a great idea if someone's struggling with this to completely isolate themselves. Right. No, it's, no, um, it's not, it's not a good idea. I'm not saying that because you don't feel like you go through depression. You do. You, you, even if it's, you know what I mean? You go through a, a, a period of depression. You don't want to see people. Um, you don't want to talk to people. You don't want them to see you down, you know? Um, yeah. But, but it is worse to just um, become this hermit and be to yourself. I say at least one person who you know is knowledgeable and has wisdom. You know what I mean? You, you, you definitely want someone yeah. to hear you, but you want someone that is not afraid to come at you if they need to. You know what I mean? Right. Like, right. And who's godly. Yeah, exactly. I, there were times yep. when I needed someone to say, buck up, get up, wash your face and go and do something productive. I needed someone to tell me that on some days. On some yeah. days, there was another person who was like, this sucks. This hurts. This is horrible you're normal to want to just cry, cry. When, when did you cry? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so yeah. in that moment at that time, I needed that, but ultimately it was the word of God. It was, um, my faith, um, it, that, that kept me, that was like mm-hmm. my anchor, like for real, you hear people saying that legit, legit, like for real, that yeah. is what got me through. I would have lost my mind. I would have lost my mind and everything um, 
principles, morals, probably even because we had a we had a child from our marriage. I honestly um was on the verge. I knew it. Like I was getting to a point where I'm like, I I really didn't even recognize myself anymore. And not in a way when you start to do the transformation, you know, those of us who are in God, when you start to change yeah. because you're becoming more like him. It was the opposite. I had a time yeah. and it was like I didn't know who I was anymore. Like, okay, wait, who who is this person in the worst way? And I'm like, had I continued down that path, I'm I'm certain that my family would have been raising my my daughter, my oldest daughter. Mm-hmm. They definitely would have had to intervene. Yeah. So I think it's great that you talked about, you know, going to therapy, getting counseling, spiritual counseling as well. Uh, I think that's great because for some reason, I think some people feel ashamed to go because maybe they don't want to um, admit that they need help or think that, well, I'm supposed to be saved. I shouldn't have to go to therapy. Obviously, we know the word of God is first and foremost, but um, speak to that, um, you know, that how it's okay to go get help. Yes, it 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 is okay. I am not um, against spiritual counseling. I'm not against that. Um, I think that if you can find someone who's licensed in the field of therapy and or counseling, um, if you have a licensed mental health clinician who also um, is a believer or, you know, who is one, yeah. a person of faith, that's the best combination. But yes, that's it. That, yep. Yeah, that is like the best combination. Um, but if you are not able to to find that, um, I still feel that a, a person who has studied, has done the research, has done like the interns, they have the experience. And, you know, you you definitely would vet them just as you would a doctor if you're going to go. You know, you don't just pick the first doctor who someone um, recommends, but you you check them out. Um, I think that it is crucial to moving past um, certain places in life. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the, the person who I spoke with for the counseling piece, a lot of a lot of what she said was key in helping me like dealing with some of the anger, the anger, like, okay, well, I've never been an angry person. I'm being explosive and things like that. Breaking it down, going down to, okay. But the, at the root of that is it's the hurt and Mm -hmm. having to move past that and transitioning through that. And even realizing that going through a divorce, even if you are not even to the, the, it's not final, you are still, it's like you are, grieving the loss of a loved one it's Mm -hmm. like when you like a person knows that someone is terminally ill you know that they're eventually they're they're gonna pass away when you're going through a divorce those emotions are just as the same they are just as real as that you are grieving you're in that process because you are looking at this and even if you are a person of faith doubt does play a part and we we just have to be honest we battle that you know daily yeah and you're like, the, the, my marriage, look at my marriage. And you're, you're believing, you're hoping it could be revived, but you're like, ultimately the marriage could die. And you, you mm-hmm. start to grieve that. Um, and, it, and it is. And for me, um, when it was ultimately done, I, I had to deal with the loss of it. Even though I'm going to be honest and say, I wanted the divorce. Um, by the time I had, we had gone through everything and I felt in my heart of hearts that I had done everything possible including wait some years, you know, um, I, I was like, okay, I think this is just what I, I just want to move forward. I still grieved it. I mean, I was happy. It was so weird. I was happy yet. I cried 
because I still. So he was probably more relieved, right? Because of the pain and the turmoil of the marriage. As far as being happy. Yeah. Is that? Yes. It was a relief. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, it was because for me, it was, it was, of course, like I said, was, it was um, scary. That was a dark time. Um, and Mm -hmm. I knew that I was at least that part, that chapter of my life, I was able to gain some control back over and okay, we're going to close this chapter. We're going to close this whole book. And so, yes, that, that is where the, the feeling of, and it was momentary, but it was, you know, um, happiness the happiness sprung forth for a moment but then it was countered by um sorrow was grieving the loss of a marriage someone who i thought i was going to spend the rest of my life with yeah well that makes sense um so basically you're saying after you did the counseling and you did all that um and you waited years the cheating did not stop is that correct you know, did things not get solved or th- what was the finish in like the last thing that you were like, okay, this is the last straw? I I think honestly, I can't say if, if it stopped, um, but there, there were, it was like just too much up and down for me. It was too mm-hmm. much up and down. Um, I wanted, I wanted to be my best self and mm-hmm just dangling I felt like I was just dangling out there just you know well maybe it will maybe it won't for me personally I I I just couldn't I don't I didn't want to let me I don't even want to say I couldn't because every time at every point when I prayed and asked for strength and asked for um you know God to help my unbelief everything that I prayed for and that I needed in those moments God gave it to me Mm -hmm. so that was like so I say that was the Worst of times, but it was the best of times because I saw God in different um, ways. He showed up in different ways in my life for whatever I needed financially, anything he showed up. Um, Gotcha. But but for me, I was just done. I was done. I'm like, I'm I'm ready to I'm ready to move on. Um, I I wanted my um, my daughter at that time. I only had one. I wanted to be a mom that she would be proud of. I wanted to show her not like, oh yeah, this, this, you know, I got rid of him, you know, not even, not in that regard, just, I wanted to be positive. I didn't want to have, oh yeah, honey, we're going to get together. Oh no, we're not. Oh yes. I didn't want that for her either. And so for me, Mm -hmm. I even said, I even said, and you know, if it would, if it was God's will and years later after he had time of healing and I had time of healing. If God wanted to put us back together, I mean, he's the God that performs miracles. I said, he can put us back together. I even left that open for God if as a possibility. Um, just mm-hmm. because I wanted to make sure that, that God and I were on the same wavelength. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say that during that time, um, the, the time of what once the, the divorce was final. Um, mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm working through the grief, the process and all of that. And again, that the going through the stages of grief, um, it took, that was the professional piece uh, that was helpful for me to have a name to put to what I was feeling. And even on the, mm-hmm. the flip side of that, when you add the spiritual aspect to that, now I have a name to what I'm feeling, but now I can pray over that, what I'm feeling. So if I'm, I'm like, right. oh, wow. Okay, I am I'm in denial. 
Okay. Um, I am in the bargaining stage. I was able to um, have something to, to pray against or about or for or whatever. And so that's kind of how I navigated um, through the, the healing process. Um, I did surround myself mm-hmm. uh, with people who wanted the best for me. Um, mm-hmm. I had to, to cut off communications when I, where I was like, okay, if this, like I said, I left the possibility open, you know, left to God, um, as far as if he wanted to reunite us, but, but I had to kind of shut that down in my mind and my heart, if that makes sense to you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. And so, so that I, because it'll probably put you on like a roller coaster, right? Yes. Thinking. Yeah. Emotionally. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it was like, Hey, I'm going to put this way up here on this shelf that only God can reach. But if he, if he touches it, it's okay. It's golden. But until then down here, this is what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to, you know, live my life. So I started to, um, just honestly, I started to dig deeper into what I wanted to do in life. Um, wanting to help people and looking more towards um, career oriented things. Um, During that time, I went back to school and got my master's. Um, I I, I did Mm -hmm. continue to, to study um, the word of God and, and also link myself with people who would speak to my faith and not my fears. Um, Yeah. And then I I just, again, just being around people and little by little um, opening up about, what I had gone through, um, the feelings yeah. that I felt, um, feelings of rejection and abandonment, betrayal. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would say, honestly, even for a stint of time, um, I probably battled a low self-esteem for, for a moment. Mm-hmm. Like I think about, yeah. yeah, the thing about it is, and this is just my personality in general. I may have some days where I'm like, I may be down, you know, quote unquote. Um, but it doesn't last long, but I also don't, don't um linger around in it I do um, I will try at least a day and a half to say okay God no this is not of you so again it still goes back to God you know I may be in my thoughts and in my feelings for a day and a half and then it's like well wait a minute when was the last time I meditated on a scripture or I I opened my bible and then that Mm -hmm. that centers me um so I'm truly truly grateful for that um and then I think also um, forgiving is important. I had to, mm-hmm. I had to forgive my former spouse. Uh, that probably, mm-hmm. that was probably, that took a while. Um, I, I think just, well, let's speak to that real quick because some people like after a divorce, they want to jump into another relationship. They want to rebound. They want to, you know, like, um, I guess you would say kind of medicate the woes or medicate the, the pain. What do you think about that? So, I think, and I, I know people say that it's that saying, the easiest way to get over one is to invite another, right? Okay, and I said, <laughs> right, I have, yep. right? Um, mm-hmm. Being transparent again, I had a mm-hmm. stint of time where I even tried that. Um, but, yeah. But we all know, yeah, okay, yeah, you may be spending your time with that person. They're physically in your space, but emotionally, you know, you're, you're still with that other person. Um, you're unavailable emotionally or right, damaged. Right. Yeah. So it's like you really I, I just I would encourage um, anyone going through that to allow themselves that time 
I know it is. I know. Yes. The time it is easier said than done. Um, But that's when you you really are faced with dealing with your stuff, the tough stuff. But it's like you will be so much better for it. Like, again, counseling people and just even knowing people personally who who have gone through a very similar situation as what I've just described with my marriage. Um, but there's, they, they didn't have a, a rebound. They didn't have a season where they just kind of dated around or just wanted to occupy their, the empty space and comparing, um, their feelings and, and actually how they healed from that, their thoughts and emotions and thinking about how I kind of dealt with certain areas of my, my journey through this. Um, I do see a difference. I see a difference in how, in how fast they healed. They tend to heal quicker. They bounce mm-hmm. back yes. a little bit stronger. You know what I mean? Because they put that mm-hmm. time in on the front end. You're going to put the time in to heal either way. My thing is, yep. why, why just go ahead and go through it when it's just you versus now you have feelings for someone else. You've roped them in. Now you're, like they say, hurt people, hurt other people, right? <laughs> yeah. Yep. So now yep. you're going through this. <laughs> you're still in the healing process. Yes. But you're too selfish. To just, you know what I mean? Yeah. And now you ju- you have just this to person. take that time yes. to sit down. Yes. And now you got <laughs> Man, this. Man, that's person. good. Yes. Yes. So let's talk about a little bit. Um, we're going to close here shortly, but let's jump back on the topic of like, I just want to encourage a single lady. So, ladies, you heard where she talked about the shame um, if you've done, been through a divorce. Because um, we know, you know, being a Christian, you know, we believe that marriage is forever. However, we do understand if there is a situation where someone's being beaten, abused, or consistently cheated on, even after getting counseling and trying to work it out, um, that, you know, God allows us to divorce. Uh, but it also is according to your faith. So like she said, she just kind of got tired. If you are fighting for your marriage, it is okay to believe for that. Um, but honestly, if you're being beaten or abused, we don't suggest that you stay in that situation. But I really wanted to bring Ty on to share her story because, as you see, she's been through divorce. But now she's on the other side of being in a healthy, godly marriage of 13 years. And, um, you know, she's been able to deal with the hurt, deal with the pain, deal with all those things, the shame of it all. And then recognize even the things that she said about her mouth. And ladies, that's something that I think we all can take something from. Like the word talks about a contentious woman. The word talks about it's better to have a little plate of vegetables than to be eating a big steak with somebody that you hate, but to have a little plate of vegetables with somebody you love. And it talks about you'd rather be, you know, uh, sleeping on the top of an attic than to be in a luxurious house with a contentious woman. So I believe that we could all take something from that. Um, I've always learned from people who have, you know, have dealt with divorce and have said, watch what you say to a man. You know, it really can, it really can either bless your marriage or it really can kill your marriage. And I think that's something that we all need to take in consideration. If you're single, wanting to be married, if you're married, you're in a marriage or if you're in a relationship. And I can kind of attest to what Ty is saying because um, I'm a person that's pretty blunt at myself, but even in my marriage, I'm learning, okay, Watch what you say. Think first. Think before you say this. And I love that you were that transparent because you're like, let me just be honest. Like, I said this, I said that. Because the truth is, a man wants to be, a love for a man is respect. (laughs) And so for us, it's just like, sometimes we don't get that. And I think that it's so awesome to learn that, to say, okay, Mm -hmm. they want to feel respected. Mm -hmm. That's how they feel loved. And sometimes we have a way (laughs) of making them feel small. And, and, you know, some women might feel like, well, that's my power, you know, but no, if you want a healthy marriage, you're going to have to work mm-hmm. on that. 
And I just think that that's something to really take in consideration, single ladies, like start working on your mouth now, start working on your temperance now, start working on your patience now, because I'm telling you, as a newlywed, you're going to need it. And like she said, with the toothpaste, once you squirt that out, you can't put that back in that tube. And I've heard some people say that, you know, like you just said, Ty, my man ran to women who would be like, you know, mm-hmm. to him, he's the best to them. He's the best thing since sliced bread to us. We're complaining. We're nagging. We think it's a competition. We fussing about the little stuff when women out there are so desperate for a man. They're just like they'll tell him anything to pump their ego up. So it's like when we really feed our, our man like love and you know um really pumping him up and mm-hmm. just encouraging him with the word and encouraging him that that really builds our marriage and you know a wise woman builds her house not tears it down and these are things that i think we do forget when we get in relationships and but this is how we build our house this is how we build our marriage and so if you're if you're single now and you've dealt with the divorce don't be discouraged there is still light at the end of the tunnel if you still desire to be loved there is still um hope for you and Ty is going to come on for part two in the next episode and talk more about that, how God turned it around for her. But thank you so much for coming on, Ty. So we're so excited to hear part two of this. Um, so, ladies, we just really hope uh, we encourage thank you guys you for to having share your story. We're really going to bring it home in our next episode where she really points <laughs> out how God turned it all around. Um, and even if you, you know, you, you're divorced now and you feel like you made a mistake or you were too impatient, you didn't wait. It is okay. Romans 8, 28, God knows how to work it all together for his glory, for your good. So don't worry about it. He still loves you. He still has a plan mm-hmm. for you. If you desire to have a healthy marriage, he still has that in store for you. At Sharbria Shine, you can go to Sharbria.com for courses, resources, and blogs. And to check out Single and Satisfied, the Single Woman's Guide to Fulfillment. And now the workbook is out. Go ahead and make sure you get that as well. Yes. And also make sure that you follow at Max Out Girl Podcast. Make sure you follow All at Max right. Out Girl on Twitter and Instagram. And again, we hope that we inspired you, encouraged you, and elevated your thinking. And always remember to Max Out Girl. This is Sharbria Shine, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye.